0: All right, welcome back to the Ape Academy Podcast. This is a bonus episode. This beat is spooky. (laughs) All right, man, all beats are produced by my buddy, my friend, lifelong friend, Mr. Organic Dope out of Philly, my hometown, man. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Act Protect Engage podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Chase H. I am the CEO of Ape Defensive Solutions. Thank you for joining us. Quick housekeeping. We got bad news, guys. Well, kind of. I might be able to use it as an opportunity. So, we got bad news. The powers that be at Instagram has disabled, they have disabled our main account. There's a belief, especially among the second amendment, self-defense, firearms, conservative community, that these big tech companies are targeting certain accounts for deletion, for shadow banning, whatever. I believed it once I started getting all type of community quote unquote community standard violations for things that made no sense. Just regular posts talking about self-defense. Saying we sell, we're trying to sell guns on the platform. We don't sell anything. We don't even sell knowledge, right? Everything you guys are hearing right now is free and widely available to everybody. We promote responsible gun ownership. We promote empowerment, responsibility, okay? Knowledge, learning your weapon system, becoming proficient, gaining that confidence that comes with training and with applying your skills at the range, God forbid, you ever have to use them in real life, but it really, really helps to have that constant reminder, you know, constant training tips that you can always fall back on for guidance, right? Weapons, especially firearms, can be dangerous in the wrong hands, so businesses like my own like Ape Defender Solutions and podcasts like the Ape Academy that promote responsible and educated gun ownership and responsibility should be celebrated, not blocked, not disabled, not shadow banned. So that's fine. We're going to keep going. We have a new Instagram account. It is called Ape Academy Podcast. So We have about, I don't know, 600 followers. We went from 30,000 to 600, but uh, we will rebuild and we will be better than ever. So please follow us on IG at Ape Academy Podcast. We are also on TikTok, Ape Defensive. We're on Facebook, Ape Defensive Solutions. And obviously we got the podcast. We also have a website that is up right now. So check us out, man all right (laughs) today's bonus episode is some reflections I want to share about home defense firearms okay there's a lot of stuff out there a lot of junk I personally feel out there floating around YouTube floating around the internet about what is the best gun for home defense what is the ultimate gun for home defense (laughs) first things first no one really defines the different types of homes, right? What does it mean to have a gun for a quote-unquote home defense? Well, I'm going to tell you, it varies from person to person. Not everyone has the same living arrangement. So when someone says, when you see on YouTube, the best gun for home defense, skip it. A better title would be, here are some great options, depending on... house you live in (laughs) that would be a much better title I don't think it's as flashy or as clickbaity but it definitely works it is more realistic so in my opinion home defense firearms have to be based on where you live what type of community you live in what type of setup you have at home okay so let's go over a few factors A where do you live so we live in Houston Texas Highly populated city, but just because you live in Houston doesn't mean you necessarily live around a lot of people. Houston is very big, it's very spread out. So you have to kind of look around, look around your community, study where you live and realize and figure out, okay, do I live close to people? Are people right up on me, right? So let's say you live in New York City, really dense population very dense you know communities the streets are always crowded you live in apartment complexes or or row homes so everyone's close together so when you choose your firearm keep that in mind where do you live? what type of setting? do you live in the country? do you live on a ranch or on a farm? right you don't necessarily have to worry about neighbors about friendly fire about a bullet going through your wall and hitting the kid in the next apartment, right? Because you live on a farm, you live out in the middle of Illinois or Missouri, and you don't really have to worry about that. You have a few acres, so you can kind of think about that when you're choosing your firearm, choosing the type of firearm and also your caliber. So where do you live? What type of setup do you have? I kind of touched on that with the farm thing. Do you live in an apartment? Do you live on a ranch? Do you live in a a house? standalone house you live in a in a condo right all that's going to determine what type of firearm is best for you all right first things first now that is off the top (laughs) just looking at where you live you also want to look at who lives with you what is your living arrangement are you single are you living solo do you have 10 cats that are running around everywhere (laughs) Do you have kids, right, do you have young kids that might be able to get into something that you don't want them to get into? Are they old enough to even be able to manipulate a gun? God forbid that they encounter one, right? Do you have elderly grandparents? Do you have uh, maybe someone who's handicapped that lives with you, all right? Because you want, if you have people who are a little bit older, You want them to be able to use your firearm in a pinch, right? In an emergency situation, you're not home, they're home alone, God forbid someone breaks in, you want them to be able to grab a firearm and know how to use it without a whole lot of training, right? Something else you need to consider. So where do you live? Do you live in a city, the country? What's your living arrangement? Do you live in an apartment, a standalone, or, or I'm sorry, do you live with your parents, your elderly parents? You know, a handicapped brother, are you solo? Do you have a husband? Do you have a wife? Do you have small kids, right? So think about your living arrangement, all right? So those are the two factors off the bat that you need to consider. Now, when we're talking about characteristics of firearms specifically, I have five things that you might want to consider when you go and you go to the gun store, go to Academy, go to Dick's Sporting Goods, wherever. And you want to purchase a firearm for home defense. Now, we're talking home defense, guys. So I know there's going to be people out there like, oh, Chase, you didn't talk about the a car, you know, the, the truck gun or the car gun or the EDC. We're not talking about that stuff. We're talking about home defense, right? So in your home, in your homestead, defending your property at home, defending your family. All right. Five characteristics. Let me go through them real quick. And I just wrote these down off the top of my head. Capacity slash size. Caliber. The learning curve. The availability of accessories slash mods. Type of firearm. Carbine versus shotgun versus pistol. What is better suited for your skill set and your needs. So those are five things. Capacity, caliber, learning curve, availability of accessories slash modifications, and carbine versus shotgun versus pistol. So what fits your needs? What fits your level of skill? These are five characteristics, five things to think about when you go to purchase a firearm for home defense. All right, let's talk about capacity real quick. We're going to go through these real quick. Because this is a bonus episode, we have another one coming out this week on the M16. That's gonna be really interesting. All right, so capacity slash size. That's what she said, right? Capacity slash size. For a home defense firearm, you really want something that has a medium to a large capacity, right? You're not worried about how big it is as far as carrying it around every day, how heavy it is, right? Because you're not carrying it around all day like a normal EDC gun, right? Everyday carry gun. So you don't have to worry too much about how big or how heavy it is. So you want something that has a good capacity, right? Anywhere from, let's say, 12 to 16 to even more. Maybe if you have an AR, 20 rounds, 30 rounds, all right? You want something with the highest capacity you feel comfortable with. And that also kind of goes hand in hand with the type of firearm that you decide to purchase because carbines are going to have a much higher capacity than a pistol but a shotgun is going to have probably the least capacity right five rounds is like an average for a pump action shotgun all right so you're going to have to keep that in mind what type of capacity am i looking for for me personally i would want something with at least at least 12 rounds okay because we have to understand when it comes to a home defense situation you want to put as many rounds on that on that uh, intruder that robber that home invader as possible there might be multiple attackers multiple threats you might have to drive them out of your house so you really want to make sure that you have enough rounds to get the job done when you're out every day running your errands you know eight rounds is good because You're not planning to be in a a prolonged, sustained gunfight out in the middle of a Walmart parking lot, right? There's a lot of other factors in play when you leave the house. But inside, they're now in your domain. They have crossed the line. Your life is in for sure danger right away, immediate danger. So you really want to make sure that you handle whatever threat and you have the tools necessary to do that. So capacity and size go hand in hand. Usually, bigger bigger guns have a bigger capacity, have a larger capacity. Smaller guns, usually, as far as pistols go, have a smaller capacity, all right? So, remember, it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. Shotguns, pump action, maybe five rounds. Semi-auto shotguns, have they can go up to 10, right? It, depending on if they have a box magazine, right? Carbines, we're talking 30 rounds. Pistols, I mean, the typical pistol for home defense that I would use for, for instance, I have a Glock 17 in front of me right now. 17 rounds, right? You can put a drum on it. You could put a, a ladder, they call it a ladder or a stick on them with 30-round magazines. You could do that too. But I'm just talking just the standard capacity. You could always get modifications, and we're actually going to talk about that on number four. Okay. So that's capacity and size. The more, the merrier. Two, caliber. All right, think about the caliber. And the caliber is also going to go hand in hand with your living arrangements, right? If you have thin walls, if you live in an apartment in New York City and your walls are really thin and you can hear the couple next door arguing all night, (laughs) banging on the walls, right? You might not want to get a 5.56 or 7.62 or a shotgun slug that might penetrate that wall and hurt or kill someone in the apartment next door, right? Same thing if you have a house with young kids, with small kids. Be aware that there are certain calibers that really are known to penetrate, especially thin drywall, okay? So if you got a house full of folks, what I would do personally is I would have a pistol, right? A a handgun. We're talking 45 at the most or a pistol, pistol, caliber carbine all right pistol caliber carbine pcc if you don't want know what that is look it up there are a lot of great options out there they're basically carbines that shoot nine millimeter carbines that shoot 40 right so they have the muzzle velocity of a carbine but with the smaller caliber right so it won't penetrate it won't penetrate walls it's cheaper to shoot the ammo is really really um Reliable, right? We're talking 9 millimeter up. 22 isn't that reliable, but 9 millimeter 40, and the prices are pretty good. So for folks who, who ask me, Chase, what do you think is the best option for home defense? I always say a pistol caliber carbine. I say that over a pistol because pistols take a lot of practice to to gain proficiency with. You have to get to the range... In practice with your pistol. Pistol caliber carbines takes a little bit less practice. They're much more accurate and they and they have a much longer range, all right? So keep that in mind. Learning curve. I just spoke about that a little bit with the pistol. Pistols have a pretty steep learning curve. You have to put in work, you have to put in time to get proficient with a pistol. And it's really fun. And it's actually not that complicated to shoot. It just takes some time to master the fundamentals when under, under pressure, under stress, with adrenaline flowing through your veins, you'll be able to shoot this thing accurately. All right, so recognize and understand what the learning curve is. A shotgun, the learning curve is very low. Really, all you have to know how to do is work the action, work the pump, know how to load it, and know how to pump it. Know how to take it off, uh, safe, whatever, uh, make sure that thing is loaded, off safe, pump that action, point and press that trigger. That's pretty much all you have to do with a shotgun, and you have to be aware of recoil as well, because some of them kick, especially the smaller ones with the pistol grips. So keep that in mind. Carbines, the learning curve is not high. It's easy to shoot accurately. However, you do have to know how to drop the bolt, You know what I mean? You might need to know how to do some malfunction drills if, God forbid, something goes wrong. All right. But still, the learning curve is a lot less than a pistol. That's just my personal opinion. Now, I'm sure there's people who are like, Chase, what are you talking about, man? Shooting pistols is easy. That's great. But not for everyone. Trust me. I teach people, (laughs) I train people how to shoot, and it's not that freaking easy. If it was easy, everyone could do it well. All right. So that's number three learning curve. So we got. Capacity slash size, right? We have caliber, we have learning curve, and fourth is availability of accessories slash modifications. Can you modify the gun? Can you change it up? Can you put different sights on it? Can you attach a, uh, a, a flashlight to it or a laser to it? Do they have accessories? Like Glocks have a crap ton of accessories out there, you you can get a drum fifty-round magazine, you get a thirty-round extended magazine, you can get night sights, you can get all type of modifications for Glocks, right? So just be aware of that. And there are also conversion kits that you so you can actually turn your Glock pistol into a carbine. All you got to do is go to the Glock, well, Glock store. sells them. They're modification kits. They're called conversion kits. And it basically you you uh, you kind of Connect your pistol to a carbine chassis, and guess what? It fits right in there. Boom, you got a carbine. Pistol caliber carbine right there without spending $800 for a uh, full PCC. All you need is a conversion kit. So that's pretty cool. So just know what type of modifications and accessories all are, are available for your firearm, okay? M4, or not M4s, because that's what the military uses. AR-15s, they have a a lot of modifications there's a lot of things you can do with AR-15s there's a lot of different types of shotguns right you got the pump you got the semi-auto you got the uh, long barrel you got the short barrel you got the pistol grip you have all type of different shotguns you can work with also there's a lot of different versions of shotguns right so there's a lot of modifications for Glock for pistol for instance there's a lot of conversion kits out there for SIGs for Glocks for all type of uh, manufacturers they're are different types of shotguns and there are a lot of different type of AR-15s and a lot of modifications for AR-15s. Keep all that stuff in mind when you go to the store and you think about purchasing a gun for home defense. All right. number 5 the type (laughs) that probably should have been number 1 but it's number 5 and it kind of has everything in in 1 right that's why I finished off with this it kind of combines the other 4 into 1 and it kind of manifests into, all right, what do I actually want? And it might take a little bit of time to figure that out. You might have to go to the range a few times and practice and shoot and see what you like, see what you don't like. Um, you know what my suggestion is? I just recommended pistol, uh, pistol caliber carbines, PCs. I cannot get that out. PCCs, that's what I suggested. Uh, me personally, I have a Glock 17 with a standalone flashlight on my bedside, I also have an AR-15, but I don't have kids. I don't have any young kids, and I don't live really cl- that close to anyone. I do have neighbors, but the bullet's not going to travel that far, right? It's not going to penetrate that many uh, barriers. So I got both of those by my bedside. You just It's, it, it's about personal preference. It's about what you like. What do you like? What do you like shooting? What's available in your area? What type of ammo is available? Check your local laws. What am I allowed to buy? And for instance, in Massachusetts, one of my friends is from Massachusetts. You can't even purchase a Glock. You can't find Glocks in Massachusetts. So you can't pick a Glock. And that really limits your options capacity. In Massachusetts, I think you have to have a 10 round magazine. In California, you have to have a 10 round magazine. Right. And certain states have certain restrictions. So you need to also keep that in mind as well. Check local laws. Make sure that what you want is available in your area. Right. You might have to lock up your firearm. Like in D.C., when I used to live there, you used to have to, like, freaking take it apart and lock it up. And it's ridiculous. So if there's a pistol or I'm sorry, if there's a firearm that, you know, will take too long to put together or whatever, then a handgun might be it for you assuming you can buy one Chicago in DC is really hard to buy handguns when you live in the city. So just keep all that stuff in mind. All right. So we got five things, capacity, caliber, learning curve, availability of accessories slash mods. And to wrap it all up, carbine versus shotgun versus pistol. Know your needs, know what you're good at, know what you like to shoot, You know, what do you need? What is your living arrangement? What do you feel comfortable using? How much practice do you have? How much experience do you have shooting? Because if you don't have a lot of of experience, a shotgun might be best. Doesn't take a whole lot of experience. However, you have to realize it does kick, right? And you still got to aim. So you still have to steady it. You still have to make sure you're able to aim it. All right? That's all I got for today guys It's a bonus episode Keep those five factors in mind Remember we are now On IG as Ape Academy Podcast No longer just Ape Academy Hopefully they uh, allow us to get Our original Instagram back I'm not holding my breath on that Support us please Take some time to rate, review and follow us We do this all for y'all. We're trying to get our voice and our platform heard across the world. Thank you to all my international listeners. We got two downloads from Germany yesterday. Thank you so much, guys. We love all y'all. U.S., Europe. We're trying to get into Asia. (laughs) We got some folks from Latin America. Thank you so much, y'all. We love you. God bless you guys. Stay freaking positive. Stay safe. Woo, here we go. Miss Organic Dope on the beat again. Put God first and your family first. Stay positive. Keep grinding. I know personally, I was, I was devastated last night when I found out that the account that I put so much blood, sweat, and tears into was disabled for something that was complete bullcrap. But that's what happens when you rely on someone else's platform. We need to rely on ourselves. God bless y'all. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Get after it. Ape out.